I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. episode is all about making sauces from scratch. I interview Cheryl Malik from the immensely popular food blog 40 Aprons, where Cheryl shares healthy and super flavorful recipes. She believes that eating healthy can be simple and it should always be delicious. She lives in Memphis, Tennessee with her husband, baby girl and preschooler son. I first came across Cheryl's blog when I did a round of the Whole30. The diet has a lot of restrictions, but Cheryl had an immersion blender mayonnaise recipe that got me through that month. (laughs) Good sauces can transform a dish of boost flavor. When I first started cooking, I didn't even realize that making my own sauces was a thing. Like, don't just buy that at the supermarket. (laughs) I always assumed it would be very difficult and I'd need a bunch of ingredients that I didn't have. The truth is, making your own sauces can be very straightforward. Not only that, but homemade sauces taste better and are better for you. Cheryl shares her tips and tricks for making a whole host of sauces at home. Today's episode is sponsored by my website, cookitrealgood.com. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's filled with quick, easy and healthy recipes with a little indulgence sprinkled in between. You can also find all of the show notes for today's episode there. Simply head to cookitrealgood.com slash four. Now, let's spill the sauce on all things sauce making. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Look, I first came across across your blog when I did a, my first round of the Whole30. I was desperate for some flavor and I found your immersion blender mayonnaise and it basically got me through that month. I was slathering it on everything. <laughs> yeah, and rightly so. That stuff is delicious. I'm really excited for our topic today. I think that homemade sauce making can be a bit daunting um, until you get into it. So I'm happy to pick your brain. But before we get into it, can I please ask what your last kitchen fail was? Oh my gosh, kitchen fail. Mm, That's a good question. I would say, okay, so I have these amazing paleo brownies. Um, They're just I think they're maybe the best brownie I've ever eaten, paleo, not paleo, whatever. They have this like crispy top and they're like fudgy and just delicious. And um, I tried keto to sort of like better understand my, you know, like my constituents and like my reader, you know, like what people are interested in. And I was like, I can just substitute some swerve for this coconut sugar. Um, and I was super excited and like my husband requested them. It was like his birthday or something. And I made this like whole batch of brownies and just replaced the swerve to make them a little more like low carb. And they were, I think maybe like the worst thing I've ever eaten. They were just <laughs> dreadful. Like I couldn't even eat them. And like my mouth was tingling because there was so much of that, like swerve oh, or whatever. Oh, it was just so rough. And I just had a pitch them entirely and it was it was so sad well the originals oh, so sound amazing that up again. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to make you relive that <laughs> i've know. had some of my worst f- kitchen fails baking healthy versions of um desserts yeah i've i've tried the like black bean brownies and things like that and they have n- not gone very well for me 
<laughs> I'm sure there's a way to get them. Yeah. And it, it can be so disheartening. Like I went through this phase where right after I did my first whole 30, where I tried to do a lot of paleo baking and like everything failed. And I was like, this is just impossible. And everyone who thinks they can do it, is just lying. And that's, that's it. And then I, I like eventually got to that point. But in the meantime, you're wasting like $9 of almond flour every time. It's just, oh, it's rough. That, hurts. that really hurts. <laughs> All right. Well, to kick us off, have you always made your own sauces or is this something that you've changed since taking on a healthier lifestyle? So I, I would say like, I've pretty much always made my own sauces. And I think that's because I originally was so interested in French cooking. Um, I actually lived in Paris for a while and I was so, you know, I had that copy of um, Julia Child's book and I would just, it felt so like warm and cozy and just like, I'm learning how to cook and it's really good. And I just loved making like Baronese and Hollandaise and mayonnaise from scratch and and all of those like mother sauces, it just, I, I loved it so much and how it made me feel like a, a better cook and it added more flavor to my food. And then as we moved away from processed food more and more, it became sort of like dual purpose condiment. You know, it was a little healthier. We knew what was going in it and it was super flavorful on top of that. So I probably make them more now, but the original motivation there was just making my food taste better, honestly, and, and making, you know, easy meals out of just a couple basic ingredients and then a really, really killer sauce or condiment. I love that. And I bet living in Paris would have been such an experience, especially for all the food. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who've never made our own sauces before, could you explain what the benefits are from homemade versus store-bought? Yeah. So um, I would like to start this answer by saying I'm a control freak and that (laughs) helps me a lot in the kitchen. Um, So specifically with homemade sauces, I feel like you can certainly control the ingredients more and the quality of those ingredients as well. So for the, for instance, with the, the mayonnaise, I use you know, very fresh garlic, fresh lemon juice. I'm using olive oil instead of some mix of soybean oil and canola oil. And like, what's a canola? Does anybody, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going in there. Um, and then on top of that, you can control the flavor to your, your taste. So we are like garlic people. So we put more garlic in there, or, you know, if we wanted to add a little bit of like, you know, we could do lime instead of lemon. There's just so much control that you have that you don't have with the store-bought ingredients. And anytime something is fresher, it's just, I've not found an example where fresher isn't better in terms of taste. Um, And so what you're giving up in terms of convenience and the ability to like keep it on hand and stock it for a long time, you're a thousand percent making up for with that control, that flavor, and then the ability to really work around different dietary considerations. Like if you're on a whole 30, if you have a soy allergy or if you're low carb or whatever it is, you can support that, that lifestyle and that dietary consideration, um, with being the one who, who is making the sauce, being the one who's in control of all the ingredients. I so agree with you about the control part of things. Like there's so many, not even just sauces, but things that I buy from the store and I've just used them for years. And then one day looked on the label and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) 
butter butter was one of my big things like i i couldn't believe how many had random oils mixed in i'm like i just want butter butter right like one ingredient this should be plenty yeah Yeah, and i am so not exactly a sauce or or whatever but i on my first whole 30 i made some kind of like turkey meatballs with ginger and i just used bottled ginger because it was like all I could find at the store or whatever it was. And then I looked a few days later on the label and it had like fructose in it. Just, I was like, well, now I have to start over. Like, I was like, why did my ginger need this? You know? Um, And it's just, it really never ceases to amaze me how much sugar is in everything, added sugar. um, And then things that you simply can't pronounce at all. So yeah. And it's, it's everything really. You're so right there. All right. So what's the most important components of a good sauce? Well, I think it's a combination of really great ingredients and then technique. Um, and that might sound scary, but I promise it's, it's really a matter of just going as slowly as the recipe says, or using the right size jar that the recipe, you know, tells you to use or whatever. It's, it's just truly following those directions. A lot of the times when you're emulsifying something specifically, like making a, a Bernays or Hollandaise or a mayonnaise or or something like that, like an aioli, you've got to follow those directions. Um, And then you have a little more freedom with stuff like chimichurri or ketchup or barbecue sauce. Then it's really just using great ingredients and tasting it and identifying what you need to add to make it a little bit better. Um, and, And if you have those two things to combine, you know, you're going to make some, some killer sauces. Oh, definitely. I, um, I think that you can really taste the difference when you do use the good quality ingredients. Um, and it doesn't have good quality doesn't necessarily mean expensive. Um, it just, just means finding, you know, fresh produce that is going to give you your best sauce. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've kind of already touched on this, but what sauces do you think every cook should master? Okay. So I feel like everybody needs a bechamel sort of sauce and it's so, so simple, but it's the base for so many different sauces. Um, and it's really just almost equal parts of butter and a flour. And if you're gluten-free or paleo or whatever, you can usually use cassava flour in place. There are so many alternatives now. Um, and to that regular like white flour that it is workable for everyone. And then you use milk or you can use some other kind of liquid like chicken stock or whatever, depending on the recipe to turn it into a sauce. And then so it's like rich and creamy. And that's the base for so, so, so many recipes that if you know those like those proportions, you can pretty much cook without a cookbook for many, many, many different meals. Um, I would also highly recommend that the home cook know how to make a mayonnaise from scratch. Um, not only does this come in handy when you're just straight up out of mayonnaise, but it is so much more flavorful for things like aiolis. You can serve with like a steak or if you had like a garlic mayo and some butter for an artichoke, whatever it is, you can take it to like, not the next level, like the next beyond that, but like the hundredth level beyond the jarred mayo. And it like majorly impresses your friends too. So there's also that. And once you have that idea of emulsification down, you can really expand and make homemade 
you know, salad dressings from totally from scratch, um, with using no pre-made mayo, uh, hollandaise, bernays, like the, the concept underlies all of those. And once you feel comfortable there, you really have no limit. I love that. And I, well, I, this is going to be my next question, but you've kind of already touched on it as well, which is the, I think I was going to ask you what the best all-rounder sauce would be that you could apply to many different ways and meals. And I think that mayonnaise probably is one of the best in my opinion, because there it, it's just endless how you can use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And once you start thinking about what it really is, um, I feel like you can be more creative with it. When we think about mayonnaise from a jar, a lot of people have like weird phobias with mayo. It's kind of funny. Like they, they think of it in a way that gives it its own life. But the reality is it's like an egg and some garlic and some oil and mustard and lemon juice, right? So it's like all of these just badass ingredients that are emulsified into this like creamy mixture that it's, again, just real ingredients. You know, it's not, it's not an unhealthy condiment or sauce. It's really simple stuff that's put together in an interesting way. And I use it all the time to enhance the creaminess of different recipes. And, um, you know, like you said, it's like the base for so many other things like ranch dressing, Caesar, anything. I mean, I add it to I would say just about every salad dressing that I make just for that extra creaminess that I mean, I will never turn down. Mm, Yum. Uh, All of a sudden I'm feeling like a salad. (laughs) Um, So are there any tools you recommend to have on hand to make your own sauces? Yeah. So I think um, it's really the same concept that underlies each. um, And that is the the blender or the food processor. Um, For mayonnaise and ranch dressing, Caesar dressing, things like that, you cannot do any better than the immersion blender. I mean, it's just, mind-blowing how you can pour all the ingredients into a jar blend it with the immersion blender for all intents and purposes and then you have mayonnaise I mean it's it cannot get simpler than that and you know back to the the Julia Child cookbook days where I'm like standing on my tiptoes like with butter in a measuring cup slowly drizzling it into the food processor to make bernays or whatever it's just it's it takes all of that out of the equation and it's like dump blend and go. So that is just, I mean, it's a total lifesaver for me. And I really use my immersion blender for almost exclusively sauces. Um, every now and then I'll blend like a soup or something, but for the most part, it's just mayo and dressing and I use it. It's like one of my most used kitchen tools. That's it. Um, I would also recommend a blender food processor. Um, I like having both but I love to cook um, and I use them for different things, but you could definitely get away with um, an immersion blender and a blender or an immersion blender and a food processor. I have all of those. So <laughs> I can start <laughs> making my own sauces immediately, but uh, the immersion blender, you're right. That, that is a really handy one. If, if you, even if you don't have a full size blender, you can kind of get away with a few things with just the small handheld one. Um, so how do you store your own homemade sauces? And I know each of them probably have a different shelf life, but what's the best way to store them? Yeah. So the most important part, there's really two things you have to keep in mind. And that is making sure you store them in an air con- airtight container and a container that will not leach 
any flavor into the sauce. So I like to use, um, glass. You could also use stainless steel or something like that, but glass is just so easy. We have so many Mason jars and they're cheap and they're like the perfect size. They fit into the fridge. You can put them in with like in the, you know, door of the fridge with all of the drinks. It's just like such a handy way of keeping your sauces. Um, so I sometimes will use like Weck jars. Um, if the sauce is a little bit bigger or smaller, just depending, but really, I just don't think you can do better than like a nice glass jar. And the Mason jar is just so all purpose. And you can get, you know, like 12 at the grocery store for less than $12, which to me is just, yeah, I can't, I, I mean, that's, that's like a great thing to have on hand and you can use it for just about anything. So true. I have a cupboard full of jars and <laughs> they really are the best for storing things in, especially sauces. I, I find mm-hmm. that that it is something about the glass. Like I feel like a bit fancier having it in a yeah. glass. No, I really like that. So Look, I feel like you've definitely turned me around <laughs> because <laughs> so far I've, I've probably dabbled in a bechamel and I've made your immersion blender mayo, but I haven't really dabbled in making my other own sauces. But I think you've convinced me that I really need to give this a go. I think I really want to try doing uh, – I think there's some different ones that I want to try, but I think I really want to try and do a hollandaise for a nice breakfast oh, soon. So good. And then I have this just amazing Bernays on my side that is just oh, – I just love it so much. I could eat it with any protein, anytime like three meals a day. Oh, I just love it so much. All right. Well, we'll definitely have to link that in the show notes. And I'm also going to put a link for your amazing immersion blender mayo. I want everyone to stop whatever they're doing, <laughs> go grab a jar <laughs> and an immersion blender and go and make this mayo. Um, it is truly delicious and definitely turned my mind around on mayo as well, because I, I am one of those people who are a little bit freaked out by the storeboard mayo <laughs> that's sitting on the shelf for God knows how long with right. eggs in it. Yeah, that <laughs> is not, not quite right. Um, well, Cheryl, before I let you go, would you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. Um, so my blog is 40 aprons and that's 40 aprons.com for zero. Um, and most of my recipes are there. And um, I also have a new site called easy, healthy recipes at easy, healthy recipes dot com and we're going to be sharing more of my recipes there um to suit uh, really every diet so that's a super exciting project that is coming up and um i'm 40 aprons on almost every social media platform so if you make the mayo tag me on instagram share it in your stories and i will be heart eyesing you all day definitely i was just <laughs> thinking the other day that people probably don't realize how excited we get when we see someone making our recipes mm-hmm. and they're probably like oh they probably get it all the time it doesn't matter how many times I you see it, it. Mm-hmm. it's still exciting no matter what so if you want to make some a food bloggers day make their recipe leave them a comment put up a picture tag them in it mm-hmm. it definitely yeah, always makes it. my day oh well thank you so much cheryl i've loved all of these tips and now i'm going to go and try and master making my own sauces awesome thank you so much <laughs> so enjoyed chatting with Cheryl about homemade sauces. I know it can be daunting to think about making your own sauces, especially when you see recipes with a list of ingredients that are a mile long. 
But I love Cheryl's easy and doable approach. Now the only question is, which sauce are you going to be making first? If you haven't tried her Immersion Blender Mayo yet, that is a must. Get onto that immediately. (laughs) Now, don't forget to check out all the show notes from today's episode at cookitrealgood.com slash four. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.